Did you know that you can live a life that's even better than the highest rank your company has to offer? My name is Emily Gibson. I'm a master network marketer and a certified life coach. There is more beyond the rank. And if you're willing to go with me, I can show you how. Let's go. All right, new week. I was just saying I cleaned up my entire office over the weekend, got a year's worth of shredding done. I feel like a new woman. I can't even describe it to you. <laughs> Literally, I walked out of my office and Sean goes, why do you look so happy? And I said, I did the shredder pile and I vacuumed after. <laughs> Like I vacuumed inside of the shredding machine so that no shred was left behind. I was thorough and then dusted every shelf in my office, rearranged my whole area so that when I looked at it, I didn't see clutter. I saw peace and tranquility. And I, I don't feel like I have to hide my office when guests come over anymore. I feel like I could walk them in and say, here is my office without, and don't mind the mess. (laughs) Now the rest of my house, I can't speak for that, but the office, I'm so happy with it. And the funny thing is, is that for a year, guess what my thought has been? I should do the shredder pile. I should get to that. And when I realized yesterday that I have been wasting all of that energy and shooting all over myself about a shredder pile, it took me one hour, one hour. And now the drama is over. The power of our thoughts, right? And how we can just do it, just get to it. All right. It's so fun to have you here today. Can you believe it? Just two weeks left together with this phase that we've been in. I love this community so much. I want to extend a huge thank you and gratitude for allowing me to coach you these last 90 days. This has been an incredible experience. Also want to thank you for your patience with me as I've learned and grown as a coach and the process that that has been together. Truly, truly my honor. And I'm so grateful to have been through so many things with you. And all of you are messaging me and emailing me and telling me how much you're getting out of it. And that that to me is the biggest reward of them all. So if you haven't heard yet, mark your calendar for Wednesday, October 20th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. It is going to be a free webinar that I am going to do for you all about the zone, what the zone is, how to get into the zone, and why now is the perfect time to get in the zone. And once you know what the zone is, you're going to want to be in it. You're going to want to buffer with it. It's so good. (laughs) If you don't know what buffering is, that's what we do as humans to avoid negative emotion. 
Today's call is a live coaching call. That means that the two people that are getting coached have signed up ahead of time to be coached. We do this every single day for 75 minutes. This week, we are coaching Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I will not be here on Thursday and Friday. I have a mastermind event in Sacramento that I'm going to be attending, and I'm going to be doing that all day, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So we will take Thursday, Friday off. And then next week, we will have coaching Monday through Friday every single day. And then we'll have the webinar on the 20th. And I have so many exciting things to share with you on the webinar that you are not going to want to miss. So get ready. It's going to be exciting. Set the alarms, set a reminder, big stars in the planner. If you don't have a planner yet, time to get one. Just get on Amazon right now and do it. You have all this extra time today with Facebook and Instagram being down, right? Everyone's like, oh my goodness, I unloaded the dishwasher. This is crazy. I never have this much time. I was done early. Like I've been sitting here for 20 minutes waiting for you. And I thought, wow, <laughs> look how much time I have in my day. It's crazy. Nice little break, but I'm ready to have it back. All right. We're going to start today with Misty. Oh, yes. The time is going to be 10 a.m. Mountain Time on Wednesday, October 20th. Ricky was asking in the chat. All right. And other people are telling me they're hiding. Oh, Kathy's hiding her blurry background in her office, so we can't see it. It's okay, Kathy. None of us care. We're just happy that someone else has a dirty office too, right? Sometimes it's just nice. Okay, we're going to start with Misty today, and then I'm going to come to Kimberly. Now, the benefit of being on the calls live is that if someone has to cancel last minute, which sometimes things come up and we have to cancel, well, not me, but sometimes you guys have to cancel. I'm always here. <laughs> but um, in the event that that happens, which it does happen about one to two times a week, pretty consistently, then I just pull someone from the live call and then you get to be coached without having to sign up. So yay. See, first time listener today, Jennifer says, since Facebook was down, wanted to grow and learn. So I jumped on this call. I'm so glad that you're here. Yay. See, we have all this extra time. Who knew? You know, you have this time, even when social media is up, right? You know, you still have this time. Just something to think about. Okay. I've been thinking about that all day. All right, Misty, we're going to coach you first. And if you're new to coaching, which I know some of you are, um, I use the model. Brooke Castillo's the model. I'm certified through the life coach school as a life coach. It's pretty awesome. And every situation that you encounter is a circumstance. And when you encounter it, you have a thought. And that thought creates a feeling inside of you. And from that feeling, you take action and your actions drive your results. So when we talk about the model, we'll call it for short CTFAR. So you're going to see me use that, write it down, CTFAR, just one right on top of each other. And I'll show you here on my paper. 
what that looks like. C, T, F, A. We leave extra space after the A line because there's a lot of actions that come when we have feelings. And then R, your result. So circumstance is like the facts, the boring part. Nothing exciting happens here. It's like, it's Wednesday and a friend texted me. And then the thought is the juicy drama where all the really interesting stuff is where you're like, and she used a frowny emoji and then she didn't respond when I responded back. And now it's ruined my day, (laughs) right? (laughs) Cause you had a thought and it made you feel a certain way. Your thought made you feel a certain way. Then you took a bunch of actions like, and then I texted my friend and then I called my mom and then I did a post, a passive aggressive post about how rude it is not to respond to texts. And then your result is always, I fill in the blank. It's an I statement. And it's always a product of your thought. Spoiler alert. All right. So you don't have to know any of this. It's just kind of fun. And the more calls you come to, the more you learn and the more your mind is blown and the more you wonder how you ever survived without coaching and these calls every day. (laughs) You can also listen to the replay on my YouTube channel or the podcast. We have thousands of downloads a day now. I'm just totally overwhelmed with gratitude because I know that that means that it's changing your life with that much interest. It's called Beyond the Rank, and you can listen to it anywhere you can hear podcasts. If you happen to be listening on Apple iTunes, please feel free to give it a five-star rating if you love it and leave a comment. We love feedback. Okay, Misty, you're up, my friend. What can I help you with today? Oh, my Lord. Got so many C's. Um, When I break down what I think I really need to release and what I need help with. And here's, there's a thought coming into this already. So you already know, I know the CTFAR, you know, model. Um, I have been with Plexus for five years and, um, and I'm specifically talking about Plexus, my business um, and how my life is relating to that business and vice versa. Um, I always feel like time is running out. And the reason I feel like that and the reason I feel like I struggle with things not happening like I want them to happen is um, I'm an ovarian cancer survivor. And ovarian cancer comes back 90, actually it's probably closer to 100% of the time. And most women die within the first year of it. And I did not. I'm still here. And I decided at that moment when I did survive it and I got through chemo that I would make the most of my life and I would do the things that I knew I wanted and needed to do for my life and my family. And I probably don't voice this ever, ever, probably, (laughs) probably never say it out loud, but I just always feel like I'm running out of time and it, I need to hurry and get to where I need to go. And I'm perfectly healthy. I'm probably healthier than most people who've never had cancer. But I think that that's probably the driving force behind everything that I'm doing right now. And I don't like that to be the driving force. 
When's the last time that you had this thought, or can you give me an example of when this is, you've had this thought every day, like when, like when today, what happened? Um, I, I typically, it, it's, it's one of the first things that comes into my mind when I wake up in the morning. So you wake up in the morning and what happens? Um, first every morning it's gratitude every day. And that may come in the form of a prayer, uh, thanking God for allowing me to wake up that day. Uh, it may come in the form of, I hope today is a great day and I don't have some weird sign or symptom, you know, that's going to make me think it's back. Um, it just depends on, you know, every day it's a little bit different, but it's always the first thought in your mind. Tell me about this morning. Um, this morning, does, do you just wake up on your own? Oh, I wake up on my own around the same time every morning. What time was that this morning? Probably this morning was about, um, seven 15, seven 30. Okay. So woke up today about seven 15 AM. And you thought what? This morning was actually, I, w- I was thankful. <laughs> this morning I was like, okay, this is a new day. New, I mean, a lot of it's because of what's going on with our business today. Little do we know that we wouldn't have anything to talk about it on the platform. <laughs> but I, I was excited and I thought, okay, we're hitting Emerald this month. My team is excited. I'm excited. Um, and it's a step closer to hitting a goal that I feel is going to be not just for me personally, but amazing for my family and my team and to be a good example. And I feel like I struggle with that. And so when did the, when this morning you wake up at seven fifteen? you said you started with gratitude and you were thinking about your goals to hit Emerald this month. Right. Mm-hmm. And at what point, if any, did you have the thought I'm running out of time or I need to hurry and get to where I'm going? Or did that not happen this morning? It, it happens every morning. It, it yeah. happens. And what, like, walk me through when it enters in. I'm, I'm really curious about when it starts. Cause you, well, when I wake up, so, so the funny thing about cancer, um, is that I don't, I don't view it so stupid because it's so backwards, but I don't view it as this horrible thing that happened in my life. I view it as uh, it was an opportunity. Um, It was, it was a, it was a wake up call. I'd wasted so much of my life giving to other people and neglecting my own people and my own needs and my own family. And so when I wake up in the morning and I wake up with no pain, I wake up with no, like so many women I, that I speak to who had this cancer still have it, or they wake up with pain every single day. Well, I don't wake up with that. So my first thought is, okay, I woke up. There's no pain. I feel good. There's no cancer. <laughs> I mean, that's literally how it goes through your head. That was this morning. That's this what morning. happened yes. this morning. You woke yes. up, you woke up at 7, 15 AM and you thought, I feel good. There's no pain. There's no cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then what did you do? Um, then I just went, then I just went about my business and I started my day. (laughs) I started, I went and, um, I freshened up a little bit, came in, swept up 900 pounds of dog hair. Um, I got my supplementation in, got my drinks in, got my greens in. Um, and then I was like, Oh, I probably should get a shower and at least wash my hair because I have a two o'clock call today. And I at least need to have some kind of presentability. 
You never have to shower for my calls. Don't worry. You can come in your jammies. We're all fine. Um, but then, you know, it always goes back to, I'm, when did you think I'm running out of time? I think it's always in the back of my head. What triggers it? Not being where I want to be. Where Where are you wanting to be? I'm wanting to be, I want my family to be financially stable. Um, I want my, I want my husband to know that if something were to happen, he would, that, that at least there would be a tiny piece of security, knowing that there is some financial, you know, stability there for him. Um, It's just real deep. I mean, I don't know how else to do. I mean, every thought behind everything I do is I need to make the most of my life right now. I need to do all the things that I should have been doing my whole life that I didn't do. Need to do all the things. I mean, I'm I'm 54 years old. Did you say I need to do all the things that I should have been doing? Yeah. And what else did you say with that? Um, for, for my, for my, in my life that I, you know, I, I feel like I, I feel like I could have had done so much more in my life and in my family's life and been more present had I realized before, like before cancer, I, it's, I don't, say, I don't want to sound cliche. So before a cancer diagnosis, everything's just daily routine. You just go through the motions just daily, 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 you do all the things you go to work, you come home from work, you, and then after it perspective sets in like, Oh my gosh, I, I wasted a lot of time not living my life the way I wanted to live it and doing the things that were meaningful to me. And now I can, and I am, but I don't want to, I don't want to have a recurrence and be set back now. <laughs> I just, I need, I need things to to be good and clear. And does that make any sense at all? Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm going to put for your circumstance is ovarian cancer. Okay. And then your thought is I need to do all the things that I should have been doing for my entire life. Right. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like such a beautiful thought, but I think it's actually one of your most damaging thoughts that you choose every day. Yeah. And you can see that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I know help. Right. (laughs) And when you have, when you choose this thought, I need to do all the things that I should have been doing for my entire life. What feeling do you have? One word emotion. Regret. And when you feel regret, what do you do? I work harder to make up that things that I feel like I didn't do. What goes on in your head when you feel regret? Like I'm not doing enough. Like there's, there's just so much to do. And is there enough of, you know, I like, there's just not enough of me to give. And, but then I do also feel like I give constantly 
And then I wonder, uh, am I giving so much that it's not effective? I mean, what are you avoiding when you feel regret? I don't know. Um, I don't know. You said when you feel regret, you work harder. What does that look like? Are you sending messages? Are you posting on social media? Are you organizing your office? All of it. All of it. I'm, I'm constantly getting on coaching calls, personal development. I know. I mean, I know that this is a bad thought. I know it is. And I know it should never be the driving thought for me. I know it should not because it just keeps me taking back, taking me back to that place. But I, I tend to just core myself even, even more in. And I think what maybe I end up doing is um, maybe sabotaging my own business because it, this, this over-exaggeration of work may look really hard to people and I'm trying to help them get somewhere and I don't want them to do it like I've done it. I can tell you that right now. I've got 9,000 level one ambassadors and I'm really good at helping them get healthier and helping. I am terrible at showing them how to make this a business so they don't have to go through what I'm going through. Like I want them to see that there's a better, easier way to live their life than regretting the thing. Cause I've got so many team members who hate their jobs. And I, what I want to tell them is don't live in regret. Because sometimes it gets taken away and you will have, you'll be forced to make a big change. And I wouldn't trade the change. I'm going to be honest with you. I would not trade the change. But what I would trade is the feeling that now I've got to make up all that time, make up 25 years in the career that I had at the same time, I'm trying to make up time now. So, When you think, well, what you have, a, you've, you survived ovarian cancer. And when you think about that, you think I need to do all the things that I should have been doing for my entire life. And then you feel this feeling of regret. And then you get on endless coaching calls. You send messages, you post, you um, have a lot of scarcity around time, you judge yourself from this place of regret. You said, I'm not doing enough, or I wonder if I'm doing enough. You have self-doubt in this place too, from regret, meaning when you're saying I'm giving so much that it's not effective, right? You're doubting yourself. And When you do these things from this place of regret, from this thought that you're choosing, the result that I see coming up the most is I don't enjoy my life. I do. I do though. Right. I do. I, I, It's, it's so clear that you do. But every time you pick this one thought, that's your result. 
takes away from the joy. Yeah. Even if it's just 10 seconds every day. What's coming up for you? So when I got, when I was planning on talking on this coaching call today, this is not what I was going to talk about. And obviously I needed to. Um, I'm loving my life more right now than I've ever loved it before. And that's what I want people to see. But I think instead what they may be seeing is this frantic hamster wheel, like go, 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 go. And I think the only reason why you think they're seeing that the only time you think that is when you grab this thought that I need to do all the things that I should have been doing for my entire life. It's almost like this security blanket. It's like this scarcity security blanket where you're like, I have to make sure that I don't lose any more time. So I got to grab this reminder and I have to think it at least once a day. And I also, I have it in the back of my mind all day long because it feels so safe and comforting. But it doesn't seem to be in alignment with who you are in general, because I can tell by looking at you and hearing you and all the other things that you're saying that you don't, that you are the happiest you've ever been, that you're living your life more full than you ever have. And you have this perspective about cancer that most of the world doesn't walk around knowing. And it's like, it's almost like you're afraid to go into all of that a hundred percent of the time. Cause you're like, yep. And we got to be so careful. So we've got to remind ourselves every day that we need to do all the things that we should be doing for our entire life. Why do you think you want to keep grabbing that thought? Maybe because I don't want to forget the perspective. Like I don't want to lose the the perspective of I just don't want to take I don't want to I don't want to get back into the routine of taking every day for granted. Explain to me how you would lose your perspective. I don't want to get comfortable with being I don't know how to word it. It's like, I don't want to be comfortable being healthy and well. Why not? In case I'm not again. So if I, I'm constantly moving that direction. And so it's sort of like, moving. it's sort of like, again, I don't enjoy how healthy and well I am. 
because I'm afraid that I might not be healthy and well at some point. So I can't enjoy being healthy and well because I might one day be unhealthy again. Yeah. It's kind of fascinating that our brains do that, right? Well, and I, I came from a, a workforce that is very, um, you, you don't show your emotions. You don't, I was on a, by trade, a paramedic for 25 years. So you have to suppress, you have to suppress because you can't do your job if you don't. And that really, um, I, I've, I've been so, I've always been so good at suppressing feelings and emotions and you have to be strong. You can't be weak and Weakness is a sign that you are not doing your job or that you can't do your job. I mean, that's just, and that's just part of, unfortunately, that career that I had. So when. Do we carry that with us now? No, I train. I'm working hard not to. I really do. I work very hard on vulnerability and learning and talking about how I feel about things. I don't think I'm very good at it. I, I think that's probably where I'm the worst, honestly. And those are just your thoughts, right? No, I think it's real. <laughs> your brain's telling you it's all facts. You're but like, yeah, know, these are just like, facts oh. about me. But, but, <clears throat> but I'm gonna call I know they're strangers thoughts, crying. So, right? Yeah. These are just, your cancer is just your circumstance, right? Mm-hmm. And whether it comes back or not is just your circumstance. You create your experience with what you think about it. And when you grab this thought that you need to do all the things that you should have done before for your entire life, your result is I don't enjoy my life. In that moment, when you grab that thought, correct. not that it's happening a hundred percent of the time. Right. And it's almost like there's this black and white thinking that's going on here. Right. Black and white thinking is you're either in or you're out. Never always. And we miss the entire human experience when we're in black and white thinking. Because whether you have your cancer back or not, you're still going to have a 50-50 experience, right? Let me explain for those of you that might not know what I'm talking about. Okay. Life is 50% positive and 50% negative. But what I see coming up for you right now, Misty, in your model that we have for you and in this thing that's always sort of there in the back of your mind all the time is this idea that if you can just do all the things that you will feel 100% happy and that you will never have regret, right? But that's not even possible. Because life is 50-50, whether our cancer comes back or not, whether we lived our life without regret or not. Where does regret go? Definitely in the 
Yeah. <laughs> and the, 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 the negative side, <laughs> right. And in your mind, you're like, so if I just do all the things and I am constantly enjoying my life to the fullest, then I will avoid feeling regret moving forward. Like that's what your brain is telling you right now is possible. Yeah. But what is actually true is that life is 50-50. So no matter how much work you do, no matter how hard you work, you're going to have regret about how you live your life. Sometimes you might feel satisfaction and fulfillment and connection. These are three emotions that you haven't said these words to me yet, but I sort of intuitively feel that that's what you're aiming for. Would that be accurate? Yeah. um, On some level, or do you have other words you want to use to describe it? I, I think that's probably pretty correct. Like if you don't want to feel regret, what do you want to feel instead? Accomplishment is one. I'm going to put accomplished because meant would go over into my negative part across the line. And I have very type A tendencies. I know that's just my thought, but there it is. (laughs) I want it to stay like it's bothering me that the T has come over the line here. (laughs) Just draw your line thicker. It's a problem. Draw yeah. your line thicker. Draw it on the right. Just yeah, add a little. I don't know. Then it's not going to be equal 50-50. So, okay. Um, so accomplishment is what you'd rather feel than regret. Interesting. I want to stop and pause here for a minute. Accomplishment is a positive emotion, right? However, if we're picking it up, to avoid feeling a negative emotion, where does it go? Into the negative. Yeah. Buffering. Buffering is what we do when we avoid feeling negative emotion. So it's not that accomplishment is out here. It's all the behavior that we do to avoid regret that's out here. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, watching endless, uh, coaching calls. It's, uh, organizing office 
Now, some of you are like, didn't you just say you organized your office last night? Are you buffering? I know you just went there. I know you did. Yeah. Ricky, she's, she's admitting it. She's like, I totally, that's what my brain was doing. Here's the thing. Do you like your reasons for doing it? Not all the time. Not all the time. Probably 50, 50. Yeah. Right. I totally cleaned my office last night because I don't use my phone on Sundays. I put it in airplane mode on Saturday night and I don't turn it on until Monday morning. And I didn't want to watch TV. I wanted to do something with my hands. I didn't want to feel bored. So instead of feeling bored sitting on my couch while my husband watched sports on his phone and I'd already decorated the house for Halloween. So my options were limited. The dishes, I didn't want to do them. Some of you, you like to buffer with doing dishes, not me. Nope. And Sean did the laundry. God bless him. So it was office time. Yep. (laughs) And if I'm honest, I was feeling a little bit insecure and a little bit anxious because I'm so excited and scared out of my mind for the next two and a half weeks because I'm doing something that's new. And so what did I do? I buffered and I organized my office. but it didn't have a negative result in my life. It brought me a lot of joy and happiness. It's still bringing me joy and happiness. I walked in today and I was like, yes, clean office, right? So when you do it, do you like your reasons for it? Honestly, only you know the answer to that question, right? Sometimes we're like, yeah, yeah, I totally ate a whole sleeve of Oreos and I totally like my reasons for it. It doesn't help that I'm trying to lose 15 pounds, but, um, I mean, I, in that moment, I needed that sleeve of Oreos. Yeah, I did. I like my reasons for it. I needed it. I felt so sad. See the difference. Yeah. Okay. So what I want to ask you is explain to me why you shouldn't feel regret. Why shouldn't feel regret? Shouldn't. Why shouldn't you feel regret? Well, everything that happens, I, I'm a firm believer that everything happens in your life for a lesson. It's a lesson. Uh, you can take good from it or take bad from it. And so while I don't regret my career, and why don't, because there's so many good things that came from my career, I, met people that I will be friends with for the rest of my life, valuable life lessons. I got to be with people at the worst times of their life and watch things happen in a positive way for them. Um, You're just part of something really big and bigger than yourself. But by doing that, I poured so heavily into that because it requires you to be so present in that job um, just to make a living that you completely miss out on your own family in your own life. So while you're out taking care of other people's lives, you miss your own. And that's the part I regret about it. And so that's why I feel like, man, I've got this new perspective, a new life. And now I need to take advantage of this time. It's almost like, 
and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to put words into your mouth. It's almost like I, I felt like you were explaining almost like some shame coming up with like you had to pour yourself into this career and maybe it's not shame. Maybe that's the wrong emotion to use. But when you were explaining that saying, you know, you have to give yourself, you have to like almost turn away from your family. You have to do these things. And I know regret is what you feel when you look on it now, but when you were just describing it to me, it was almost like there was something else coming through there. Yeah. You give so much. So, so I've always, my, my way of describing the EMS profession and no offense to anybody, if there's anybody on here at CMS, but you give and give and give to it. It does not give back to you. It takes away from you. And so while I loved some of the uh, ancillary things that came out of it, which were the relationships and lifelong friends, my husband, for God's sakes, I met my husband in this business. I mean, so had I not done it, I would not be married to the love of my life. Who drives me crazy most days, but I I'm like, I, I didn't really get anything back from that. What I got back from it was just a lot of lost time and a lot of frustration and a lot of tiredness and illness. It breaks you down physically. It breaks you down emotionally. So, um, yeah. So a lot of it's also resentment, maybe. Mm-hmm. Explain to me, you just said something interesting. You said, <coughs> In, in one sentence, you told me that, you know, everything in your life is a, is a lesson. It's a teaching moment. You don't regret any of it. You met your husband in it. It was this thing that really gave you so much perspective in your life. And then the next sentence, you talked about how it took everything from you and left you with nothing it's and that, resentment. It's, and it's that 50, 50 circle behind you. So there were, me. there were a lot of positive. It, it, it's like not matching up in the way that your mind is explaining it is very black and white. And I think that's where it's getting you stuck because on the left hand, you're like, yep, it was the best thing ever. And I learned so much from it on the right hand. You're like, and it ruined my life. And now it's ruining the rest of my life because I have all this regret and I shouldn't feel regret. None of it should have happened that way. And so it's like, explain it to me because it's not lining up. Because it's that it's the circle. There are there are beautiful things that came from from so that circle is my career, um, which took up a lot of my life. And in that positive side, there are relationships. There's my family. There is, I mean, it provided for our family. Um, it was hard, but it provided for our family. I loved what I did. I did. I truly loved taking care of people. What I have also found out is that I was actually in the sick care business and I'm now in the health care business. There's a big difference. So there's, there's those positives. The negatives are I lost a lot of valuable time pouring into things that never really gave back. Um, the, the business side of it never gave back. It, the, the business side of emergency me- uh, medicine is, 
it's brutal. It's backstabbing. It's, it's, you know, you can never, I mean, you're constantly looking over your shoulder. I mean, it's, so there's a lot of really negative things too, but the positive things I took away from that. I mean, I really did hold on to those positives, the negative things I I resent. And it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because you're in your mind. It's like, you're explaining that it shouldn't be that way. It should not. How should it be? I don't know. I don't know. It's the curiosity around this that's going to help you truly move forward and decide what you want to believe about what happened in your past and how you want that to shape your future, right? And in your mind, what your brain is going to try and do is it's going to try and make sense of it really quickly and really efficiently. And that's your lower brain. Your lower brain is just trying to process and efficiently stow away. So you don't have to think about it too much, right? We just want to move forward. We don't want to feel regret again. And if we do everything perfectly this time, then we won't feel regret at all. But you know that's not true now, right? But when you look at this thought, and this is the work that I want you to do over the next couple of weeks or months or however long it takes, is when you see yourself, when you recognize yourself choosing this thought of, I need to do all the things that I should have been doing for my entire life, I want you to be curious about that. And what were those things? And what do I make it mean that I didn't? And shouldn't I waste time? I mean, I survived this cancer. Shouldn't I get to do whatever I want with my time? But let's beat ourselves up about how we're wasting our time because that will make that will make it better. Right? That's pretty deep. <laughs> and so being number one, start with compassion of yourself. Of course, you feel this way. You survived a cancer that is almost unbeatable. So you feel like you're on borrowed time. But the only reason why you feel like you're on borrowed time is because you pick that thought, I'm on borrowed time. What if you chose the thought, I have a second chance to live, which I'm sure you're also choosing, right? But I have a second chance to live, which means I'm going to waste time on purpose if I want to. Like, I almost feel like that thought could be really useful to you as you're exploring and navigating this. Yeah. Because it's like, you're, you've told yourself, these are the things that we're allowed to do since we survived. And then these are the things that we're not allowed to do. And we're totally going to control the outcome. And in the meantime, um, I'm not even going to enjoy my life, my second chance at life, because I'm just going to judge and, and, and self-doubt myself on if I'm doing it the right way this second time around. Right. <laughs> Which is not in line with what you want. No. Right. I think you just, I think you just said it in a nutshell. I, 
I was very successful in my career. I, I went as far as you can go in the career. And I feel like I did that out of necessity. And, um, and I had to do it. I did it out of necessity. And now I'm in this new career. And I'm also very competitive. Like I am super ultra competitive. And I know my upline is actually on this call listening right now. So sip <laughs> it. Um, but I feel I, I'm competing with myself. Like if you did that, if you did all that, you can do this. What's slowing you down? You Now you have something you really need to live for and do this for. And you're not doing it like you think you should be doing it. And so you better hurry up and do it. Well, and it's like one of the things that I always like, a lot of times when I coach people on this, what they'll think is they'll be like, oh yeah, I, I shouldn't have goals. I shouldn't be driven. I don't need to feel accomplished. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm a huge believer of setting goals and achieving things. Yeah. But what I've seen happen over and over again for people is that they seek the accomplishment out of a place of scarcity because they think it's the only way to do it. Or they seek accomplishment because they don't want to feel the regret. And then they get there and they can't understand why they feel so unfulfilled, so disconnected, like an imposter sometimes. Uh It's because you can take whatever action you want to take. Your actions are going to give your result. So a lot of times people will, um, super successful people will be incredibly unhappy. And they're like, I just don't know what's wrong with me. Like I have all this money. I've achieved everything there is to achieve. And I just feel nothing. And it's because they have these thoughts, right? And then they just buffered out of the negative feelings and they buffer their way all the way to success. And what I want to teach each and every one of you listening to this call is that there's something so much better than the highest rank your company has to offer. And I still want you to achieve it, but doing it in a way where in your result line is I enjoy myself. I love myself is your result because it's so much better than the achievement itself. The person that you become along the way when you, when you're like, okay, I'm going to go for the rank and I, and, and I'm, I'm probably going to feel regret at some point and I'm all in anyway. Because if the worst thing that could ever happen to you is to feel negative emotion, which that's the worst thing that's ever going to happen to you on like a very like far, like black and white scale, when you're dying, the worst thing that's happening to you is emotional pain. You're feeling the pain and your brain is hurting. The worst thing that can ever happen to you is emotional pain. And so right now, what you're doing is you're like, yep, and it could come back one day. So I might, I might as well just like make myself miserable now. It's like you're doing it ahead of time. 
You're like, let's, let's, let's not procrastinate this thing. We'll just feel miserable now. Right. Yep. And so, yes, set the goal, hit the top rank of your company, achieve everything, make the goals, get it all. But be mindful of what's going on in your head and what's driving you along the way. And be willing to experience embarrassment, regret, sadness, loneliness, betrayal, and go into it knowing that 50% of the time, that's what you're going to feel in pursuit of it. And the other 50% of the time, you're also going to feel accomplished, connection, satisfaction, unless you're out here buffering the entire time, which is what happened to me. 18 months, top of the company, won everything there was to win, got there and literally was suicidal because I was so disconnected. It didn't matter what I had achieved. None of it mattered. I felt nothing. And it doesn't have to be that way. You can still have all of the success. But when you're taking action from buffering, It's your beyond feeling. You're feeling nothing. Right? And then in your R line, I don't enjoy my life or I hate myself. I know that wasn't in your R line here, but that was in mine when I did it. I hated myself. And it wasn't because of anything that anyone had done to me or what network marketing had done to me, although I did blame network marketing for years. It was just my circumstance. And then I chose thoughts and then I had a bunch of feelings. (laughs) Then I buffered my brains out. (laughs) And my result was I hate myself and everyone would be better off without me. It's no wonder I felt that way. I was, I didn't want to feel negative emotion and there's no way out of it. You can't get out of it. It's 50-50. So compassion and then curiosity for yourself. And then think of like, do I want to believe that I need to do all the things that I should have done for my entire life? And if I don't want to believe that anymore, what do I want to believe? Yeah. Like, could you tack on an and statement to it and be like, Like every time you hear yourself say it, I need to do all the things that I should have been doing for my entire life. And this is all bonus time anyway. So I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Like what feeling does that give you when you tack that onto the end of it? Makes it a little more fun. Like what, like what, what emotions coming up when you're like, and this is all bonus time anyway. And I can do whatever I want. And I do, I feel like I do what I want. I do. I feel like I do what I want, but it just it comes back that thing, you know? Well, it, yeah. Cause it's memorized. You have this memorized <laughs> model where you're like, oh, 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 it's time to think the thought I need to do all the things that I should have been doing for my entire life. It's, it's, it's nine Oh one time to think that. Okay, good. Check. And that's a heavy burden feeling and that you, way. You can just, that's like the best news ever. 
because who's in charge of choosing that thought every single day? Just you, you and only you, nobody makes you think it. Nobody's like, okay, time to think that thought today. No, you're literally choosing it every single day, multiple times a day. You said it's there all day long. Uh, Yeah, it's not, it's not constant. It's, but it's, it's, it's like a hangnail. Yeah, it's it not is. ruining your whole day, but sometimes yeah. it hurts yep. if you yeah. brush it up on something. Yeah. It's your hangnail thought. Right? Yep. You can just like bite the hangnail off. Or you could go to the nail girl and have her fix it. Yeah. Or you can just leave it there and have it Fester. keep you from enjoying your life every day. Which then what, what happens is, is 10 years from now, then you look back and you're like, I wasted so much time. I regret that. I regret it. I regret, I regret. Like if you don't fix it, this result is going to keep showing up Yeah. five years down the road, 10, even if you beat cancer three more times, you don't fix this thought. You don't fix this result. Yeah. It's true which is again, the best news ever. Yes. Because we can't control cancer, but we can control what we think about it. Yeah. So let's, I mean, grab that new thought. Start with the and statement, right? Yep. And this is all borrowed time anyway. And I'm going to do whatever I want. And I want to be Emerald this month. And I want to earn the shopping spree or whatever it is that you're going for. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I want this. I choose this. Yeah. And it's, it's funny answer, you say that because thought, last I don't have time for you right now. I'm going to last year. There. Last year, that was my big deal. It was like, oh my god, I'm going to sweep the whole thing, and I'm going to be like, everything's going to be great. It was great. Didn't fix anything. <laughs> yeah. Cause you got to fix the thought. It's the gut. It's the root healing. Yeah. If you don't fix the thought, it just keeps coming up over and over and over again. Yeah. Network marketing just puts a big microscope on it. And it's like, Ooh, let's look at it really close. We'll yeah, bring it, it right to the surface. <laughs> and people will say, Oh, I just don't think this is right for me. I just had this icky feeling all the time. I'm like, Oh yeah, I know. I can't stand the thoughts in my head when I'm around network marketing sometimes too. It's not the network marketing. It's what you think about it. Yeah. Right. All right, girl. Thank you. You're welcome. And you, you, you dug pretty deep today. <laughs> Good. Just my, soul, like my soul is stirred right now. Good. That's, that's the power of thought coaching, right? Yeah. Stirring the soul. Yeah. All right, Kimberly, you are up my friend. What can I help you with today? It would be nice if I learned to unmute. Oh yeah. All of us, right? It's like, you'd think we'd know by now, but we don't, it's fine. Okay. So I have been trying to pick a single thought and I haven't been able to pick one. So I'm just going to like spill for just a minute and let you like pull one out. Perfect. Cause you never have to come prepared. I do all the work for you. Remember? Okay. So, um, I was in Plexus before 
for four years, only reached silver, left during a very traumatic divorce. I'm a single mom of three. And I came back after like two, two or three years. I can't remember. Um, and I ranked up to gold one time after, I don't know, it was probably six months, six, seven months ish. And I hit gold and right then, like I didn't feel anything when I hit gold and I was super frustrated because I wanted to be like, boom, like fireworks, um, went to convention in Arizona, went to, um, momentum movement in Florida. I, came home to a family that was very frustrated with me for taking vacation when they didn't get to go on vacation. Real raw moment. Um, I went because I needed to build belief in myself, not because I wanted to have a fun trip. Um, it was great. I had a lot of time. I made, I had a lot of good times. I made a lot of great memories, met great people. Um, but now I feel like I just don't know how to balance working from home in my corporate job with Plexus and my family, like I'm struggling and I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to earn the shopping spree. I'm going to like work really hard. But to be honest, I'm recovering from like crazy anxiety and depression where I was suicidal over the summer after everything. And it was really hard. And I just like, I want this to work so bad to be an example for other people because I want other people to know it works because I know it works. I just, I know it works for other people. If that makes sense. You want other people to know what works. Well, big picture. I want other people to know that you can be raised poor or in a poor situation whether that's financial or just your family situation, but you choose how you actually live your life. Like drugs, alcohol, abuse. Like I come from a lot of that in my background and I have a lot of people around me with a lot of that heavy burden on them. And I want to be an example for other people that just because that's in your past doesn't mean it has to be in your future. Like I want to help other people overcome all of those things and be financially free and know that just because today they can't pay their mortgage tomorrow, they could have all their bills on auto pay without thinking about it. Like I want them to see that there is a different way to live life. And for me, I feel like I want that so bad, but everybody around me, it doesn't work. You're wasting your time. You're You just cut out. Hopefully you can hear us. I can hear you now again. Maybe, no, it's okay. Maybe turn your camera off. Sometimes that makes the signal better as much as I would love to see your face. Cause it's, I love coaching when I see your faces, but I wonder if that well, might. It was a phone call coming in that muted me. It said you're muted and it had a phone call coming in. So, oh, that's probably what it was. Okay. So. Hmm. There's two directions that I sort of want to go with this, Okay. but I'm going to pick the first one first and just be a little bit nosy. And then we'll see if we need to go the other way. Okay. Okay. So there was this 
thing that you told me about when you hit gold, right? So ranked gold one time. And you said something about fireworks. Yeah. And the yeah, I wanted fireworks. Be, I wanted it to feel like I wanted to feel the accomplishment. I wanted it to be like, I don't know. I just wanted it to be big and it just didn't feel big. Like it didn't feel I don't want to say it didn't feel celebrated. Like I had the cute little graphic. It was, there was a post like that kind of thing, but it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So, and then like, I felt like immediately when I hit it, I hit it mid month. I actually ended the month with, I think like, I can't remember. It was like 120 or 140 points. I can't remember exactly, but I blew past gold and even though like immediately I recognized the thoughts coming in that was like, those were all one-time orders. Don't expect any of them to order again. Like, so immediately, even though I was still in momentum and still doing all of the things and still growing all month long, I recognized real soon that I was already negative thinking it all away. Yeah. It was like, you just went straight to scarcity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My whole life, I feel. Mm-hmm. So one of the things you said, it didn't feel big when you hit gold. Yeah. And um, why, why did it need to feel big? Explain that to me. Mm, I don't know. I guess, well, I do know not say that. Uh, cause it was something that I had worked for. Like I had worked so hard. And when I say worked hard, like the first time I was in Plexus, I worked my beat off, not necessarily on the business growth, but personal growth. I was not in a place in that marriage, in that time frame, in that section of my life to be gold, Ruby, Emerald, anything. Like I literally was working my way from scratch, trying to build myself up. I didn't grow up with people building me up. I didn't have that support around me. So I felt like all those four years that I was in Plexus the first time was literally just building myself up and learning to recognize my thoughts, even though I'm not worried about it. I'm Personally, I feel like I've grown so much. And so before, even though I felt like I was working towards gold, I was really just growing myself, I felt. And then this time when I came back, I was like, I'm in a better place in life. I'm happier. Like everything is just better. And that way, when I actually get it, I'm going to feel like, yes, I finally accomplished it. And then I can move on to the and when I hit it, I just remember sitting there like, okay, that's cool. Like there's hundred points there. Like it wasn't, I didn't feel accomplished if that makes sense. And why didn't you feel accomplished? You froze again. <laughs> it's 
there were no fireworks. I mean, that's the only thing that really comes to mind. It's like, it's, should there, I should there, talk to you for like a week. Should there be fireworks? I feel like when you work hard for something and you accomplish it, it there should be fireworks. Like, it should feel like super exciting and it should feel like all of our work is paid off. That's how I feel for where me. Does all but, that, where does all that come from? Where? Where who creates the fireworks? Oh no, now we lost her for real. <laughs> she got kicked right off. So hopefully she'll get back on. But if not, she can listen to this on the replay. Because <clears throat> what I want to try and understand is what she was explaining was that there was this anticipation of fireworks, right? This big deal. And then when she got there and she didn't feel the fireworks, her brain was like, yeah, and something's gone wrong. It wasn't supposed to be this way. I think she's getting back on now. I see her face. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Okay. Okay. We'll see. It's still a little bit, still a little bit in and out, but can you hear me? Okay. I can hear you. Good. Okay, good. So what I was saying is that it's like, there was this anticipation for how it was going to feel when you achieved this rank. Right. And then when you got there and it didn't happen, your brain was like, And it means that something's gone wrong. This isn't how it's supposed to be. It was supposed to be fireworks, right? (laughs) And the fireworks didn't come. And so one of the things that I think is so powerful here is asking yourself this question. Why, number one, who's supposed to create the fireworks would be a really good question to ask yourself. Where do the fireworks come from? And what does it mean about me when I get them? Sort of like this idea of when people say, oh yeah, they're being sassy when they say this. Of course, this is just my thought and interpretation about the circumstance, right? But you'll see people who are like, oh, if you didn't post about your lunch or if you didn't post about going to the gym, did it really happen? And I'm like, no, it didn't really happen. I have to post about it or I don't get credit, (laughs) right? Yeah. And so it's like, you're like, yeah, like they did the gold post for me. I got the post. It was all fine and well. It was it was lovely, right? The post was lovely. I hit the rank. I went, I went past the rank, but yet I never felt like it was a big deal. Why not? I did the same thing when I graduated college. I was the first person in my family to go to college. Um, I was a, I was a bad teenager. I dropped out of high school at 16. I got my GED at 17. I got married at 18. And then I went to college after I had three kids. I was the first person to go to college. 
the only person to graduate from college in my family. And I feel like there was so much family drama going on at the time of my graduation that it was like, wah, wah, no big deal. I mean, I, I know it was a big deal. I went through, I mean, living at a shelter with three kids because I didn't have a good home life. It was a big deal that I graduated college. I've worked at the same job for nine years because of that degree. I know that it was a big deal, but even like you can look at my graduation day pictures and I am the most miserable person you've ever seen in a cap and gown. Where do our feelings come from? Um, I guess our thoughts. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that the way that you just described yourself was I was a bad kid because I just heard you describe a very strong, intelligent, persevering young woman. Yeah, I, I feel like I definitely made changes. Like I could have had a totally different life if I would have repeated what I grew up with, but I chose not to. But it's so interesting because... What I'm getting at here is that when you hit gold, there were no fireworks. When you graduated from college, there were no fireworks. It's almost like there's this theme when you have accomplishment. And where our feelings come from are our thoughts. So it's our thought in the moment that is creating the emotion. Okay. So at your college graduation where you said, oh, it just, the family drama ruined it, but who ruined it? Me, because I didn't live in the moment. With what? With the accomplishment that I had. With your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Ruined it with my thoughts, yes. Because this upsets people sometimes when I say it. The only person who can hurt your feelings is you. Is me. Yep. With your own thoughts. Right? Right. And that moment that you graduated from college and felt like it was just that drama was preventing you from enjoying that moment. Is that true? No. I prevented me. Go ahead. I prevented me from feeling the accomplishment and really just enjoying the moment because I was focused on outside things. My thoughts were not on my day and my accomplishments, my, which is kind of like the theme of my life. I'm like the helper, which is one of the reasons I love Flexus, but it's like everybody kind of comes to me and I don't say no. And so I'm constantly pouring into other people and constantly focusing on other people instead of focusing on myself. And I'm not saying that you should or shouldn't, because if, right. if you like your reasons for serving others, then we don't even have to put it in a model, right? right? Like there are things that like, it's just not useful. We don't need to put the world into a model or every thought we have into a model, right? Like if we like our reasons for it, and we're happy with our results, then 
great, but I'm not. And that's one of the, like, for me, it's like, I don't, sometimes I don't know when to turn off the helper mode. It's like, for example, um, this summer when I was in a very, very bad place and I didn't hardly want to get out of bed. I remember one day laying in bed and thinking like, and I, like my thoughts I know are, are hard to deal with sometimes, but I'm sitting here thinking like, I, it's just too much. Everything is just too much. And then I hear somebody say, Oh, the dog threw up and my body, like without me even realizing I'm thinking about it, my body jumps up and says, Oh, well, let me handle that too. So let me go throw up, clean up this throw up from the dog while I'm sitting here like in shambles because everybody else around me could do it. But I felt like I had to, because that's why. Because yeah. I feel like everybody expects me to. It's kind of like. What happens? Can't we just leave the dog barf there? <laughs> yeah, we can if we want to clean a bigger mess up later. We could if somebody. We have to clean it up. No, somebody else could have. Or nobody. Or yeah, we could have left it. <laughs> right. It's like a lot of times, again, there's black and white thinking going on here, right? Yeah. Where we're like, yep, I'm, I'm going to have to do it. It's always me. Yep. Right. And a lot of times when I catch myself in this thinking, which I catch myself in this thinking frequently because I have a human brain, just like you, just Mm -hmm. like everyone listening. Right. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll let myself have an out. I'll be like, yeah, I don't have to do that. You just leave the dog barf there, like on the side of the bed. Cosette always barfs on Sean's side of the bed. We don't know why it's so weird. It's like, (laughs) oh, I feel a barf coming on. Okay. I'll walk over to daddy's side of the bed and just barf in the same spot every time. Yep. There we go. Okay. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I don't have to clean it up. I could just leave it there. Could totally just leave it there. But in my mind, I make it mean something. I'm like, I can't be the lady that has the messy carpet because then it means I'm like a messy carpet lady mom person. (laughs) And then I start picturing that mom of a high school friend that I don't even know if there one existed, but I'm making one up in my mind as I'm trying to avoid becoming her. It's like we have these like figments of our imagination or you have like an actual person that you're like, oh yeah, and I I don't want to be this way because then I'll be like my mom. Yeah. Or I don't want to be this way because then I'll be like my upline. Or I don't want to be this way because then I'll be like that stranger that looked at me weird one time. Yeah. Like we attach meaning to it. And so what, what can help you couple of things, right? And then we'll wrap up. Number one, the fireworks, like this thought, I want you to write this thought down. I create the fireworks. Okay. Because my guess is that you're going to keep missing these moments when they happen because history shows us, not that we want to live in the past. I'm not trying to say that. Some of you are like, I thought we don't live in the past, Emily. I know. Just <laughs> bear with me. I know. <clears throat> There's this pattern that you have picked out yourself here of 
didn't enjoy the college graduation, didn't enjoy ranking gold. So odds are the next time something great happens, there's probably going to be something that's going to get in the way of your joy if you allow it. Right. But if we take accountability for ourselves rather than right now, what, what I see, and I know we didn't put it into a model and put it all out, but the actions that I see coming up in your A-line are victim victimization. I was a yeah. victim of my family's drama, so I didn't get to enjoy my day. I, I was a victim of this lack of fireworks, even though everybody did everything that they were supposed to do. I still like didn't get to enjoy it. Like it's like victim. Yes. Right. And instead of describing your experiences, telling your story as one of a victim, I wonder what power you could take back in your life if you described your story as I am a perseverer. Like I beat all odds as a single mom and got my GED and graduated college with three kids living in a shelter, like I create the fireworks. Okay. See how different that is? Yeah, it's empowering. And both are available to you. You can keep telling your story the way you just told me. I was a bad kid. I barely graduated. I got my GED. Then I you know, went to college, was living in a shelter, didn't enjoy my graduation because my family had all this drama this day. That's telling your story from like this victim point of view where you're giving all your power away to everybody else. Yeah. But when you describe it in this other way of like, I'm a perseverer. Against all odds, I got my GED. Living in a shelter with three kids as a single mom, I graduated from college. I make my own fireworks. From that place, I think you're going to create really amazing things in your life. But from where we started with this thought of like, it didn't feel big. It was like, I know, I know you didn't say it was a letdown. Those weren't your words, but that was sort of what you described. Yeah. It just, it, you said it didn't feel big. And it was like in your result line, I am small. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Think about (laughs) instead of it didn't feel big. Think about replacing it with this taking my power back idea of like, yep, I hit gold and I create my own fireworks. Yeah. And like, maybe next time I need to like, I don't know, get some sparklers to light off or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So can I ask you a question? Yes. This, um, victimization, I feel like I have 100% spent the majority of my life here. And so do you have a suggestion of how to work on that? Because I don't want to be somebody that constantly just lives in the past and focuses on all the things that I've been through or I've overcome. Let's put it that way. All the things that I've overcome. But I would love to like I've thought about trauma therapy, but I don't want to like dig into it. Like I really don't. Like I just want to like 
be like, well, that's the past and I'll create the future. And here I am. Guess what? We got to dig in. Yeah. Because the other part that I didn't talk about here when I was talking to Misty is that we can buffer, you know, we can avoid experiencing, avoid processing our trauma, right? Like how do you avoid processing your trauma? What do you do? Um, do things for other people, find somebody else to lose myself in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're sort of like buffering with service, right? Yeah. So we could put, but I'm not doing it with a joyful heart either. Cause I can definitely tell when I'm buffering with service, I, I do it, but I, I do it. Mm, I have attitude. Definitely. So I can always tell. Yeah. And, and the only way back to not have that victimization happening is to go through the river of misery. Yeah. From the land of buffering through processing our pain. Right. Cause over here is where the trauma is. And tell me when you think about your past and the trauma that you went through as a child and as a young adult, what is, what are the emotions that come up? Anger. What else? Loneliness. What else? Sadness. And so we're trying to avoid feeling anger, loneliness, and you said sadness? Yes. When you ranked gold and it didn't feel big, what did you feel? Let down. I mean, that could... That could definitely describe my childhood too, but kind of interesting, right? Yeah. Kind of fascinating. And I did not see that coming. (laughs) Whether you want it or not, the negative emotions are going to come. Yeah. And because you're trying to avoid them in those moments where you, have an opportunity to enjoy your accomplishment, you're not feeling it. You're feeling let down. Yeah. And it's because you haven't processed this stuff. Because guess what? The only reason that we know why accomplishment, connection, fulfillment, and satisfaction feels like is because we know the deep pain of anger, loneliness, and sadness. We have to know the yin to know the yang. So is it common to avoid those things as a way of trying to protect other people? A thousand percent. Because I feel like sometimes I can't process things without hurting hurting people. Like I don't want to hurt my mom. I don't want to hurt other people. It's, 
who's the only person that can hurt someone that can hurt someone else? Like your mom, for example, her mom, her mom your mom is the only no, one that I can hurt her family. for that. Okay. You processing your pain hurts nobody. Okay. When you are, when you're thinking about, oh, I'm going to hurt my mom's feelings. If I process my sadness, loneliness, anger, that's you getting in her model. Mm -hmm. Right. I love this. My friend Leah gave me this as a Christmas gift. Oh, the woman in the arena. It's the, it's the. FDR quote, but transformed into say woman instead of man, woman in the arena. It's not the critic who counts, not the woman who points out how strong the person stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends herself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if she fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that her place shall never be those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. If you don't know sadness and you don't know anger and you don't know loneliness and you don't know let down, how will you know satisfaction, fulfillment, connection, accomplishment? That's why you don't know them. Yeah. That's why in those moments of achievement, you're not feeling them because you're not processing all the negative. Okay which is the best news ever because you get to decide right now to be like, yep. Okay. Anger. I have some anger about my childhood. Why? What am oh, I do you, about? Do you want me to answer that? <laughs> no, this is the work for you to do in your yeah. mind. And you can always bring it to coaching. You can come back and get coached on this for years if you need to. Right. But like, this is going to be a process of you processing the emotion. And what I like to do is number one, start with compassion. Of course, you would not want to feel these emotions. Of course, you would want to avoid them. They don't feel good. And your brain is programmed on a cellular level to, to give you dopamine for doing things that keep you alive conserving energy, avoiding discomfort and seeking pleasure. Mm -hmm. But we almost have to tell ourselves, yeah, I don't want to feel the loneliness that I felt as a child, but like, it's not going to kill me. Yeah. You know? And so where in my body do I feel loneliness? Is it fast or slow? What color is it? You can do some body work there. <clears throat> and then things like, yeah, I, I, I don't like the way my childhood was. I don't, I don't like it, but was I entitled to a perfect childhood? 
if my childhood had been perfect, would I be the, um, like the amazing persevering woman that I am today? Would I have as much to offer the world if I had had the perfect childhood? It's all of these curious thoughts that you get to take the time to have that will allow you to process that pain that you're avoiding. And when you avoid the pain, you cannot feel the fullness of the joy because your brain doesn't know how to recognize it. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I don't like feeling loneliness either. And I grew up in a step family that for my whole life, I told myself I never fit in and I'm not a part of that family. And I have, I mean, I've been in therapy for all 39 years, but your mom, your childhood, it's just your circumstance. It's just your sea line. Yeah. All it is. It's just your sea line. And what you think about it is what creates your entire experience and the result you're getting right now as a grown up. Yeah. Okay. Which is the best news ever. Because you take all your power back in your T line, your thought. Instead of, I was a bad kid. I was a perseverer against all odds. I got my GED while living in a shelter with three kids as a single mom. I graduated from college. I create my own fireworks. Yep. I sure as heck do. Yeah, you did girl. Right now you're just giving all the power away. Take it back. Yep. You totally got this. Awesome. Thank you so much. I can't wait to go back and re-listen and write down more notes. And yeah, this is going to be awesome. I appreciate it so much. You're so welcome. Okay, guys, we'll see you back here tomorrow. Bye. Who is your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I've created a virtual program called Beyond the Rank that I want to invite you to join me in. We can address challenges, We can work on goals and we can do it in so many different ways. We have group coaching, individual private coaching, and hundreds of hours of online courses and content that I'm creating just for you. When you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the 10X level, then come check out Beyond the Rank at emilygibsoncoaching.com.